Welcome to Mind on the Matter, brought to you by Mind Over Matter Collective. Please sit back, get comfy and enjoy the session with your host, me, Kitty Wells and special guests. Hi Case, how are you? How's everything going? Oh, everything's pretty good, you know. I'm alive, I can say that. So I'm happy, innit? <laughs> so tell our listeners, what do you do? Like, who are you? Tell, tell them everything about you. Maybe not too much details, but nearly everything. No, no, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm Case Moses and Sandra. Had the misfortune of graduating during a pandemic, but I did media communications, but I love making films. So that's what I've been doing on the side. And because I have problems with my uni, even to the day after I left, I'm making a documentary trilogy series done the first two episodes and then somehow I'm going to release a third one and it's always a trek for me to release my stuff so yeah okay so um t- tell me more about like what you do do at uni what what made you do what you started okay fair like um I really did want to do like a film course because I'm someone who loves film but long story short you cast points and that was long so because I got into film due to media when I did it in secondary and sit form, that kind of gave me like a wider lens in terms of like looking at the media, whether it's like film, you know, print, like um, publications, the sociology aspect of it, music, it's like pop culture and um, history and everything. So that kind of gave me a heightened awareness. So when I noticed certain things about how um, people are being mistreated because of their class and their race, that gave me that perspective to make a um, documentary about it. If I'm feeling pain about something and most people that I love, you know, like um, Tupac or Kendrick or whatever, yeah, people that I listen to or watch and stuff, put their pain into their art. Why don't I do that? You know, I want to like start learning how to make films properly because I'm quite new at this. So I thought I hate the uni instead of complaining about it and joking around on social media. Why don't I just like do something and make a documentary out of it? And a lot of my yeah. friends helped out. And now here I am. What I noticed is that you based it around your uni you feel like other unis are having the same issues oh definitely definitely other unis and stuff because um even like during my research and kind of like it's a documentary structure so you're meant to show evidence as much as possible I'd be like using different articles and then I'd see goldsmiths coming up and now I released the most recent episode episode two that's about race I promoted it like on many different social media platforms a lot of people came up to me saying that Oh, my uni, either like they're saying my uni is exactly, exactly the same. And people have been saying that, oh, we need you to talk on other unis. And, and I'm just like, yo, can I have a break? Let me relax, you know. Six months of my life is enough as it is. But the fact that that many people are saying, oh, speak out on this and this one. And I relate with that shows you that this is like a big structure problem across the country. Well, across the world, really, if you think about it. We met, it was a kind of a club, like a summer club, right, where we worked with people around in in the community around our university and we worked together on a project um what was that called the ladder project right yeah 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 Yeah. then we worked together on a project for mind over matter and then how much has your life changed since we first ever started working with you with mind over matter content oh god you want me to get deep on this don't you (laughs) all right well obviously like you said we did the um kind of work experience program together um it was talent work studio helped out a lot because again I didn't know nothing and when you go to uni you go to these open days like and they tell you oh we'll give you work experience and then you realize that yo you have to do most of the shit yourself and I was just like well that brochure is a lie and stuff 
So finally, I got work experience in second year because I needed to learn how to do this stuff. Like I started using Premiere Pro and everything, but boy, was I an amateur. And then I meet you and all the others, and you do like live. It's live TV and events, right? Yeah. Yeah, live TV and events. So you guys do like that professional shit that I want to do. Like, you know, someone's directing, someone's like producing, you're getting, you're um, kind of mixing in courses, like the acting courses, you got, you get bigger production equipment, media in the media communications course, we got like the basic Nikon cameras. And that's basically it. They didn't really care about us. So you lot were lucky with that. So to meet you and like all the other guys, I learned from you lot. Doing the work experience thing, I learned from you a lot. Now I'm more professional with it. My punctuality is still pretty shit. I can't lie. You know this. But um, since then, I've been taking it seriously. Of course, you asked me to be part of the, like, Mind Over Matter collective when you were doing the Men's Mental Health documentary. And, you know, my sleeping pattern was bad. We were filming from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. I got to interview a psychiatrist as well about men's mental health. I never thought that, like, before the age of 21, I'd get to do something like that. Like, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And then Rona hit. You know, that kind of messed up our plans. We're still going to get out there. So all of you listening, watch it, innit? And yeah, it's going to happen. a pandemic and be creative during a pandemic was just like, if I can survive that, I can survive anything. And it's just kind of like a journey and seeing where I came from. Bare improvement. Your end, my end, so I'm happy about it, you know? Yeah, I think it's mad because, like, I love I love our documentary and I feel like, like it's going to happen. I just need... To, we just need to get around to editing it which time time is not on our hands we seem to have gained work you know we've 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 managed to actually get more work during this time which is which is amazing really we've done we've done well I think um considering like me and you you recently brought out a documentary um what spurred you to make that what was what was the what was the trigger point what was the moment when you were like okay, I need to do something about this. Okay, that is actually very interesting because, um, you know, like, I've always kind of exper- experienced racism. I don't know about my whole life because if you asked me, like, 10 years ago or more about racism, I would have thought that it ended after Martin Luther King died or something. But, you know, sadly, I found that I was wrong in secondary school. Definitely wrong in sit form. I'm used to being, like, in white spaces and being the odd one out and being seen as this and that before people even get to know me. Like, even since then, because I went to secondary school in sit form in this really, like, white middle-class area called Muzzle Hill. Like, from the age of 11, like, every week, if I'm on a bus or on a tube, someone's clutching their handbag, someone's walking fast, someone's just doing some, like, madness. And we all know what the reason is. It's 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 because of the skin, in it? Um, so going to uni, I thought things was going to be different. And, you know, I feel that then they're not as um openly racist as other places, but, boy, they're good at hiding it. Even the whole gentrification and pushing people out just because you don't like how your building looks so it has always seemed very petty and elitist to me so I noticed that some of my friends and stuff like mainly white middle class were kind of saying but come on this place is better than other places if you don't like it just leave but then I'm like why should I have to leave somewhere that promises me diversity and caring about me and nurturing my creativity when I felt that I wasn't getting that like my course was great because it was very diverse but outside of my course if you look at halls or like the environment or like kind of the institution itself those very same people telling me, oh, you're complaining about this. Not everything's about race. People who I thought were my friends, like one night, drinks, argument, comments made. And then the next day I woke up with a quite a bad hangover. I can't lie. And I said, fuck it. In the back of my mind, I've been thinking this would make a sick documentary, but I was too scared of the pushback. But you know what? 
you can, as a black man, a working class black man who's lived through white spaces for like a good decade now, or even more than that, you can be this and that. You can tone yourself down. You can try and explain yourself, but people are always going to see you one way. So I just said to myself, fuck it. Let's get this out there. There are people who are willing to help and I can learn from this. And that's what's been happening so far. And here I am now. Yeah, and I feel like what's really nice is when you're your true self, you end up finding people who are uh, friends-wise um, who will support that true self and will support your emo- uh, the way that your your motive basically what you your opinions and the way that you live and the way that how you feel they will be like yeah that sounds about right okay yeah that makes sense and they won't they won't be disagreeing or saying oh well you know you know you could leave or whatever I think people who are like your friends they would be like oh yeah no like yeah you need to do this yeah keep going with it (laughs) they will will keep they'll make you do it basically um and I think that's what real friends do when they when they support your work um I think that's that's a good thing yeah so um what piece of, of advice would you give to someone that's thinking of going to university Oh, damn, you know, like, funny enough, I asked, um, when I did the most recent episode, I asked one of the people in there, um, if you were to give advice to a young black boy who wants to go to university, but they're scared and not going to fit in, what would you say? Obviously, you can see the answer for that, like, for yourselves in actual documentary, but my answer would be, like, you know what? It's kind of that saying and stuff, like, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, because um, I'm saying this through, like, my own lens, my own journey personally and stuff, like, I never thought I'd meet, you know, um, you, Kitty, and all the others who, like like you mentioned, we, we're all like a great uh, collective, you know, we're collaborating, we're understanding each other. We may have different views and come from different backgrounds, but we care about each other. We're real, we're honest, we care about the art, you know, we're not going to like discriminate or like pick sides or have mob mentality, which has been a problem my whole life of people being, on, um, of me being the only black guy, sadly. But I felt that... um. The first two years was this man getting yanked around and just like feeling isolated. That is the worst feeling. This place that's meant to be a safety net. It's a safety net, you know, like the stuff, the money that you pay for holes, yeah. It's highway robbery. I can't lie, you know, they're teething us and everything. But I mean, it's still like a safe environment. You can party and if you get too licked, you can just go back into the comfort of your home. But then in terms of like the actual people and then like how they turn on you and how they follow a certain trend and how clicky it is that can hurt like hell it stings and stuff but then by third year I discovered that case you say you're the only black guy here like it's everybody hates Chris or something but there's other people who have the same grievances as you even people who are white or like you know people who can relate to you being working class but not maybe who may not be black or other people of color and then you meet those people you come together you be yourself so I think it's just a case of like you know what be yourself like people will ignore the hell out of you they'll treat you like shit like this sounds like a bad pep talk but hear hear me out um they'll treat you like shit it may be a year two years or three years but there's going to be at some point near the end in the worst case scenario that like you know you being you you'll be like a magnet that um attracts real people to you you get me and then after uni instead of worrying about like loans and like graduating and being out in the real world at least you'll have people out there who get you and who love you for you and then you can change the world you get me that's completely true like I had the same kind of issue not 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 the same extent obviously but like you know you you find your people when you when you basically decide to just um be yourself and enjoy 
your own time I suppose and you you come to terms with you like I've said in a previous episode that I have like anxiety and I channel it in different ways and I feel like when I started accepting that that was a part of me I started uh, attracting the people that would accept that it was a part of me as well which was a nice feeling and I think it's it's not anywhere near the same thing as what you were saying, but it's like it's it's all about being yourself, and that's that's a really important important message um, for anyone um, who needs to hear that. Um, what I I generally have a question that's a bit off book, but what um, was your mental health like when you were making this documentary? Because um, it's a it's a it's a really tough subject for you to rehash do you know what I mean like when when you when you had in one of your episodes about you leaving school um and it was a a footage of you as a child or young I mean I mean teenager um and it was very emotional to watch as a viewer but I want to know like what was going through your mind when you were going through all your footage what and and even talking to people because what what was the the feelings that you were getting in that time oh god I've actually not had time to process it because you get it done and you go through all of that and then it's just a case of one to the next one I've got a job now but actually just sitting here and deeping it it's just like wow like you know obviously there were people there like you know a few people who were still loyal enough and you always had my back mainly people who understood where I was coming from who I'm still friends with today and then when they saw it they're like oh my god you referenced that thing for you to even say that for you to go outside the gates of that school or even like you know towards the end where I do that final rant outside like my sit form block here because you know what I was mentioning that's one specific thing had to do with what happened you know in sit form and stuff see it for yourselves but for them to be like you made that um what because obviously what Kitty's referencing is like basically I did this kind of thing I'm a filmmaker favorite films Godfather part two if you've not seen it, one storyline's about a father, the other storyline's about a son, and it jumps back and forth. I watch a lot of Tarantino movies, experiments with time, so I thought, like, you know what? Just because I'm trying to get done and I'm running out of footage and everything, I have this one video on my Facebook Live where I was just kind of calling out what I went through in that secondary school. Very a, a very traumatic experience, I can't lie. So I thought, save yourself the time of filming. Why don't you just make it a narrative? And you want to connect this. But this episode's about racism, so this is where you get to see the most of me where I opened my heart and my soul out to people. And I felt like I had to talk about my old school to kind of compare like how this journey never ends. Like I'm done with UAL, but again, it's that thing of hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. So I knew that people who wouldn't understand need to see this journey from beginning to end. So when it came to that specific footage, it did bring back like a lot of painful memories. Like, you know, I've normalized being treated that way. And then now that I'm older, there's times, even right now, it makes me kind of want to cry and then, now I'm in the present, having survived lockdown, even having to do a tribute for my childhood friend Um, at the very end. That's why I told everyone to stay to the end. It gives you so much perspective. Like, you know, it's okay to feel vulnerable. Like, this is fucked up stuff that's happened to you. And even as well, like, not only did I lose my friend during lockdown, but I think our last proper conversation, he was talking to me about how that school, they did not care about him or, like, nurture, like, kind of... um care into where he was going after he finished school I went into the sit form he didn't he just like did his own thing in there and I was just kind of deep in that like damn I must be pretty lucky because you know a good 80% of the students didn't fuck with me like 
you were either very racist or did nothing when people were being racist. Whereas with the staff, there was like at least a good third that cared about me. Sadly, many other people in my school did not have that luxury. So I thought, hey, why don't I use this platform to just like speak for myself? I don't want to speak for other people because of course they have different stories and different experiences, yeah. But um, just to say that like, yo, this just doesn't happen. It doesn't just happen to me. It happens to you guys as well. It needs to be called down and hopefully there's something that you can connect to because what actually brought me to tears when I released it, yeah. I mean, of course, the tribute was sad enough, but like a class, a former, not classmate, someone in the year above me who I recently started talking to again told me like, yo, I love this film case. It meant so much. It actually had me crying and I remembered every wow. single film and that made me cry. And I was just like, I was not expecting that, but you just have to push through it. But then also you can push through it, work hard for it. But remember, yeah. you're going through something painful and don't ever feel ashamed about crying or hurting, innit? Yeah, that's a, that's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive that you managed to do all of that. So a lot of people would not have brought up so much trauma in one one point, one in one um task. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be like, okay, for this documentary, I'm gonna bring up all my trauma from like yeah, young trauma. young boy. Like they're they're here. They would probably attack like one point at a time, but you just brought in every single thing that you had and you put it in there but no it's amazing it was honestly like I watched it I got emotional thing because it's not nice to think that any of that happened to you in general but it's it's emotional um it's a very well-made documentary and it needs to be watched um by a lot of people especially people that obviously that did this to you as well so yeah watch the documentary everyone um before you could one last thing like um about that funny enough when i did like a kind of scene in the part one of episode two which is about race yeah like and i had a yearbook of um all the racist comments that they wrote like someone wrote um helping the educating the asians or internationals or whatever or we're glad all the chavs are out or um i, I can't wait to have like caramel children when i go co- just dumb stuff it was i called that out there but people looked at me like i was crazy so I put it out and I knew like, you know, these people are going to all tell their friends. But one person came up to me, sent me a message. I'm like, oh, are they going to complain? And no, it was just them. Someone who I thought had no like um, possibility of ever changing and learning from their mistakes said, I'm sorry, I can't mm. believe I did that to you. I was very disgusting, but I'm not that person anymore. And believe it or not, like if this was me five years ago when I was lost in that place, I would have just told them, I can't lie, I would have told them to fuck off. But now that I'm old, I'm just like, you know what, there's nothing to forgive. The fact that you came out and said that to me and you did what you did and you didn't feel like attacked or nothing. If more people, not even about racism, just like most topics, really, if more people had the strength to do that, yeah, the world would be a better place. And you know what? That actually did give me hope in humanity when I was going through the darkest period of my life during lockdown. Definitely. I don't think people stay the same year on, year out. I, I generally don't. I mean you know this this again this applies to everything as well like any sort of topic that we could talk about um I hate to keep on bringing this like back to like you hell and everything but it's because um when it comes to that piece of work especially like both parts of episode two the reason it is the way that it is is because I absorbed so much you know like um during that time when me and you did the men's mental health documentary I was well, that's when I first started doing like part one of episode two literally this was January to March 2020 more than a year ago, believe it or not. But I was also juggling on my dissertation. I was hoping my mate with this kind of like coming of age multimedia collage project where I had to reveal like important parts of my life to him. And he told me that like, Kays, I know you're doing so much, but 
let's um take um you're talking about your coming of age why don't you use that for your racism documentary why don't you use that for your dissertation it can help you out and then until you said that, I didn't really deep that the men's mental health documentary helped me out with um what I was doing but I think now like when it comes to this, this episode but the next one that I'm planning to make and you know spoiler alert Katie and another mate of mine and another mate of ours is going to help me in that and I can't wait for the great ideas that we do but from from now on like you know from this episode to the next one the very final one mental health that lens is like very like prominent and what I'm doing within it wouldn't have happened without doing that documentary just like the way that you know you chose me to be direct and I'm always thankful for that yeah like how we kind of set up the um layout we had Jack filming as well you know with the cinematography and everything beautiful where the lighting was very vulnerable and stuff you know like just skin tones, it's particularly like Shane, like, you know, his dark skin with a dark background, or even um Isaac's kind of like whitish blonde hair and everything. Those kind of had like an aura of like vulnerability and then seeing men express themselves like that, I thought, you know what? That can help me view a hell because that was, it was, the thing is with me, like, funny enough, I've been saying for a long time that my art is my therapy for me. If something makes me angry or I feel just like in pain, why don't I make a film about it instead of getting myself angry on the internet? Because I feel we do that, but I'd rather be, giving out solutions and making other people's lives better and stuff. And I, I kind of thought that it was very therapeutic where I got to um, kind of explore other people's vulnerabilities, like, you know, edit them in a way where you feel their pain and stuff. And then, you know, using that footage of me when I was young and using images of like back in the day and everything kind of helps you go through what I go through. So it's kind of like creating an empathetic uh, relationship with your audience and then you kind of exchange feelings of each other and that's the best type of art of me, the art that makes you feel something, but that also heals you as well. Yeah, I think it's incredible what what we can do when we put our minds together with this stuff is brilliant because what we do is create content, like you said, create content that heals people and like there's nothing else that I want to do other than create for a living. Imagine us just creating forever, like that's it. Oh that's yeah. We do. <laughs> Imagine. Like I can't, I actually can't imagine it. But like that's 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 the dream to just be able to create and produce stuff and also help people. What a what a life, you know what I mean? Preach, what a life. Um, one more question is uh, the university in question um, has been pulled up about their racial inequality in the past how do you think they should they can improve their practices oh that is actually fair because it makes me think about again you know i'm referencing and doing shameless self-promotion for my documentary but no, obviously when, <laughs> lovely <laughs> obviously when you're doing a documentary that like, you don't want to be unbiased and stuff and i can't lie with the most recent episode it was very personal like my mom was just like oh but I loved what you're doing but then why did you have to swear at the end like that and my dad was <laughs> no like they, they loved it yeah but of course they're gonna say that to me They'll, they've never seen me like that because of course they're my parents I'm an African asshole I can't be torn like Quentin Tarantino like that but um, my dad was like but Kay's like um this is meant to be a documentary you could have been a lot more soft and relatable to your audience and everything and stuff but I thought it, like that ending had to be that way so like Tarantino I reject a hypothesis and I have to defend that very ending. But anyways, when it came to UA Hell overall, yeah, um, what do you want to call it? I try my hardest to be unbiased. That's why I got like a variety, variety of people who have different opinions. The bottom line is all of these people that I got think that there's definitely a problem, especially when it comes to race. The uni does move shady. But some people got ranged from like, I, I can't stand this place to like, 
I've not experienced anything that bad compared to what happened to me before. But the bottom line is, is there's a problem. So by me being unbiased of that, I've kind of looked at it in a sense of like, yo, there's not really like a simple solution to this. And I can understand that, yeah. But then what I don't really like is like how shady they are about it. Like, for example, um, you know, the whole like kind of, of course, there's Black History Month here, which is like to highlight, you know, Black creatives and Black history that's often ignored. But I feel with them, it's kind of like an afterthought. And you don't want to treat like, you know, the most marginalised part of your community, like your education community, as an afterthought. And then just the whole shadiness about, um, you know, during the George Floyd protests, they put the like Black Lives Matter thing. And I referenced that in my documentary where bare people went in the comments where, where, where they were just like, wait, but you never cared about us before. You know, we're struggling during lockdown. You know, you've not supported. Even me as a graduate, I don't feel that these lot have supported me. Me getting a job, that was all by me universal credit and my mom and my nice employers and fellow employees that's it yeah but they did not look after me you know it was just like even trying to um get my dissertation done with like a laptop that's pretty bad yeah i tried to get funding i know someone using second year you got 1.2k i was just like, i don't know mac just a laptop to do this and mind you at that time that's when i lost my childhood friend they're like sorry that's not what um the money the money's not suited to something like that so clearly they really don't care about black lives because you're making my black life harder when I'm trying to use universities as a way to get me and my family like into like a better way of living because there's times where even with them as well like since the documentary came out like I've heard fashion students and the thing is you think fashion students they're all loaded well the ones who are working class and non-white when it comes to getting their materials and everything yeah like they're the odd ones out they can't just like buy stuff and just like that yeah they have to you know struggle put their heart and soul into it and then like burn out a lot of their money that they don't even have like to be able to fund everything so it's just kind of a case of you know I don't expect fix racism or solve racism or end white supremacy no no I don't expect them to do that anyways they're not even competent enough to do that in the first place but I just feel like just be like more honest with it just stop being shady like when we call you out listen to us like even with the whole shopping center thing don't mince your words like you know when people are calling you out and protesting protesting and stuff even another um documentary called um i'll shout this out what do you call it what's it called um why do the elephants keep on developing it's in the end credits because i reference it and i use that as inspiration yeah there's footage where like students were protesting doing a student show and like the security and like a num- another member of staff was just like gripsing them up and i was just kind of like you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of the government and feds like when you call them out they either silence you or they physically like um grab you that's literally what i saw and you don't want to be thinking about that as a black man and you're meant to be in a place that like bigs up diversity when they're not really doing the bare minimum, innit? Mm. Hope that answers the question. So I went off on there. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I like. I like it. It's good to go off and, and do your <laughs> ranting because it's, 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 it just it makes sense. Um, I've got actually I've got one more question. Um, no. what would you want to be doing in five years time? Five. What's years. your dream? What's your dream for five years time? Oh well. Um... Damn, let's see. Well, I definitely want UAL to be done by then. <laughs> I actually thought of that idea, I think, more than two years ago. <laughs> Some of the footage that you see of the interviews, that's like two years old. Some of the people have like different hairstyles now. <laughs> but no, um, in all seriousness, like, no, that should be done by like definitely a year's time. Hopefully. Can't take more than a year. They always take like a year. But yeah, like, no, I'd love to like be at a professional level where you know what I'm making short films if not that 
feature films, people know my name. I'm like working with the best actors. Um, I'm writing my own scripts. I've not had time to write scripts because I'm always doing documentaries and I'm committed to other projects. And I'm, I love the documentary format, but I just feel that like, it's, it's long. Like, listen, the people that I interview, I ask them open questions and they give me the most passionate answers. You know what? I love every word that they say because I, I care about editing and I do like a lot of my own editing. Like I'm very possessive of my editing. I treat it like it's a baby. You get me? That's my baby, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's so hard to cut something out. You get me? That's why certain things get moved to the next episode or certain things I, I sadly have to cut out because what they're saying, I relate with it and I love it, but I want my film to be like as smooth as possible. And plus, because, you know, I'm not really the, I don't have the biggest clout in the world. I know certain people are not going to sit through 15 minutes or over. So I got to cut things down. So I was like, documentary is a medium. I feel that I'm kind of getting a bit tired of it. And then having to cut people's sentences and the structure, I'd rather just like, yo, you know, I write a script. It's my story, my characters. I play around with it. I play around with the format of acting. You know, we experiment, you go crazy in it. I thought I've done that of the UAL format. Like, I don't think it's a, your typical documentary, you know. Like I told yeah. my dad, this isn't David Attenborough. This is what I'd want to see in a documentary. Something that's fun, but entertaining and educating and like wild and unexpected and unpredictable. But I'd love to just like create my own worlds and have, you know, influence to inspire people. And someone would say, oh, Kazen Sanjay, that's my favorite director since I was five years old. He got me into film. That's like what Tarantino did for me. So, you know, whenever you see me moving brash and ranting, that's just because, you know, when people were being racist to me in school, Tarantino, especially with his black characters and his homeboy Samuel Jackson, just killing those roles. That's what inspired me to do my thing. But to do it, like, of course, I'm going to learn from the greats here, but I'm going to do it my own way, my own flavor. So the culmination of that within five years is just like me being a no name and just going ham on it and like doing stuff that only I can do and doing my part. That's all we can really yeah. do. We all know this is going to happen. So... Oh lovely i love that (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna speak it to existence um before we go can you tell everyone where to find your documentary case yeah sure so if you want to find my documentary the best place to find it's where i'm mostly promoting myself and like expressing myself my instagram which is at ProQDutchlands, name of the company i started back in before I started uni that's another story but yeah it's spelled at p-r-q-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s and then in the link in the bio would be the link to my Vimeo page where you can find all my other films but particularly my UA Health series like the um most up-to-date stuff that I made okay so that's everything but thank you so much for being on the podcast honestly it was a pleasure mind over matter man that's family right there I love (laughs) y'all All right, loads of love. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms to find out more about what we're up to.